Well, welcome back, Celebration Church family. I would like you now to stand wherever you are watching. Let's read God's word together and believe that his word is powerful for us in this moment. Ready? Here it is. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people to be most pitied. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Holy Spirit, we desperately need you. In Christ's name, amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. If Jesus is still in the grave, then to be in Christ would amount to nothing. If Jesus is still in the tomb, then we are still in our sins. To put our faith in a dead Jesus would be pointless. To place our hope in a lifeless Jesus would be tragic. And to live for Jesus, to live for his pleasure, his glory would be a worthless pursuit and we should be pitied by others. The Apostle Paul goes on to say later in this very chapter that if the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. We should just all pursue pleasure. We should just all adopt hedonistic lifestyles because this life is all there is. Tomorrow, all over the globe, people will celebrate Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But if Jesus is dead, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, this holy day is like any other holiday. It should have no lasting meaning, impact, and purpose for our, our lives. Now, I believe that most of us watching know the end of the story, right? You haven't just seen the trailers, but you've watched the movie. At least you have read or have heard of the story of Jesus rising from the grave as he said he would. But tonight, I don't want to skip a very important scene and miss how important the resurrection really is. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, please open up to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to begin in verse 62. Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to begin in verse 62. And the Word of God says, The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Verse 65, Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers, go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Do you see how important this scene is? The biggest concern for Jesus' enemies in that day was what could happen if the news of this imposter got out that he rose from the grave. One commentator wrote, the disciples have forgotten that Jesus promised to rise from the dead on the third day, but his enemies remembered. Pilate permitted the leaders to set a guard at the tomb. This guard put an official Roman seal 
on the stone. He goes on to say, all of this was of God. For now it was impossible for anyone, friend or foe, to steal the body. And this is going to come up on your screen. Without realizing it, the Jewish leaders and the Roman government joined forces to help prove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wow, think about it. The chief priests and the Pharisees understood that if news got out that Jesus got up, their world would change forever. As the disciples fled, those who put Jesus to death planned to make sure that this imposter and those who followed him wouldn't even attempt to do the impossible. That they wouldn't even attempt to steal Jesus' body because to even try that put your body, your life at risk. Simply put, the way Pilate ordered them to secure the tomb made the resurrection of Jesus and him getting out of the tomb impossible to fake impossible to fake. And we've seen this before in scripture, how the religious leaders of that day tried to put the death, the rise of Jesus' ministry. In John chapter 12, verses 9 and 11, it says, when the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well. Verse 11, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Jesus' ministry caused many people to go away, right? To leave the religious order and system of that day and to believe in him. And we just read how the chief priests in that day and that time plans to put Jesus away, but now they actually want Lazarus dead as well because of his story, his life, his death, his resurrection. This seems like a lot of work for someone they believe to be an imposter, right? What is an imposter? An imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others. Here's the thing. This imposter, this pretender, this Jesus was causing such a ruckus that they had to get rid of him. All of this planning and all of this scheming and eventually Jesus' death can make it seem as though these chief priests, these Pharisees, this Roman government is in control. But this is what we know about Jesus. He was control at every moment of all at all times. He was in control. Now, how can we know this? How can we know with all this scheming, all this plotting by man that God is in control, that Jesus knew what was going on? Well, he actually predicts not only his death, but his resurrection before any of this takes place. We see this verse in Mark 8, 31, it says, and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. We see this again in John um, 10, 17 and 18, which reads, for this reason, the father loves me. This is Jesus speaking, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. You know what the cross proves? The cross proves that Jesus was not a victim. The empty tomb proves that Jesus was victorious. It's not incorrect to say that Jesus was killed, but it's incomplete if we don't say that it was all a part of God's plan. The cross was not plan B, it was plan A. 
And again, the chief priests and the Pharisees understood that if news got out, that Jesus got up, their world would change forever, forever. Hear me, family. The gospel is the news that went out and changed the world because Jesus got up. Let me say that again. The gospel is the news that went out and changed the world because Jesus got up. Because Jesus got up, our faith isn't futile, it's powerful. Because he got up, we're no longer in our sins, but in Christ our Savior. Because he got up, when we die, it isn't the end of our story because we will be with Jesus in glory. There will be a new heaven. There will be a new earth because he got up. Because he got up, our faith is alive. Because he got up, our hope is secured. Because he got up, our lives have purpose. Because he got up, our days have meaning. Because he got up, the he we have the heavenly father, we have Christ the son, and we are filled with the spirit. Because he got up, we know and have love, joy, and peace. Because he got up, he showed the Pharisees, he showed the chief priests, he showed the, he, he showed the Roman guards, he showed the world that he is no imposter. Because he got up, he showed us that he is no pretender, but that he is God the creator of the world, full of glory, the image of the invisible God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the alpha, the omega, the good shepherd, the way, the truth, and the life. You can't take his life because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. You cannot take his life because he himself is life. Because Jesus got up every Christian from every tribe and every tongue and every nation can say, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting, of, the, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Church, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. And amen.